so I'm uh, Lawrence McKay. I'm the co-founder of the Happy Startup School. I probably know some of you, maybe not others. Um, Carlos tends to host these webinars, but for this one, um, I'd say Ashram's kind of my baby, along with Apu and some other people that we collaborated with, so I thought I'd lead this one. Um, this webinar is really a, um, a special one we decided to put on. Me and Apu organized the event which happened last week, and we really felt I guess a need to share more about what happens here because we get so many questions from people who are curious about coming and actually people who are coming as well just to feel like okay I've signed up what's gonna happen they've got a lot of trepidation and anxiety but probably excitement about what might happen um, which is partly the reason to get on Gail to this call and we'll do some intros in a second but Gail's coming to Ashram in India and it's quite interesting for us to I think dig deep into the mindset of someone who might come to this why they might come but also um, what their expectations might be and how we can hopefully, um, you know, deliver on those, but also know what other people might be out there who'd be interested in an experience like this. So, um, yeah, quick intros. Apu, do you want to kick off? Oh, we've lost you, I think, your audio. Apu, sorry. There you go. I was on mute. Okay. Um, so I don't know who I'm talking to, but hey, everyone. Um, this is my third ashram trip. Um, I joined uh, the first one in South India near Chennai and I was just blown away by the week that I had. Um, and I've been an active part of the community since then. Um, I've attended summer camp, uh, Altitude, and also hosted last year's uh, ashram in Goa. So I'm really keen to do this again. Uh, for work, um, I run an organic fair trade clothing brand in India in Goa itself called No Nasties. And I also run a nonprofit project working with women farmers in Maharashtra, which is interior India. Um, I've been engaged with Lawrence and Carlos in Happy Startups for about five or six years now, um, and it's a big part of um, it's a big part of the vision that we've uh, brought on board to our to our company and the cultures that we've created internally as well. So a lot of it has shaped been shaped by the Happy Startup vision. So. Happy to meet everyone and <coughs> your friend. <laughs> Thanks, Apu. So, yeah, I think um, me and Apu first came in contact not long after we came up with the idea for Happy Startup School. And I think that was one of the, the moments for us when we put, you know, a blog post or an ebook out there. And next thing you know, you've got people, you know, on the other side of the world, that are kindred spirits that suddenly you click with. So that gave us real confidence, I guess, to, to keep doing what we're doing. So, um, Great to hear from you again, Apu. And Gail, do you want to just tell us a little bit more about you and, and what it is that you do? Hi. Hi, so I'm Gail. I am uh, an entrepreneur. I've had my own business for the last 15 years. I teach people to teach infant massage and yoga to create loving mm. relationships between parents and babies around the world. Um, I've got about 300 teachers. I've been doing that for about 15 years. And in the last three years, I have become involved with a charity called Love Support Unite. I'm now the UK director of the charity. And we provide sustainable education and feeding and farming programs in Malawi to help empower communities to feel elevated from the day-to-day -day challenges of poverty and to give them a real hope and opportunity for the future. And we do that through a number of different ways, but one of them is we sell magical sunglasses called Love Specs at festivals events around the world. Um, so yeah, so that's me, really. Can you hear me? <laughs> it's one of those annoying lags, I think. Did you get that? 
Yeah, Lawrence, you're on mute now. Yeah, I'm putting it on gallery view so that we did have a witness there with the spotlight video. You're gonna have to pop out for one second, Lawrence. I'll be back. No worries. <laughs> yeah, I've hidden away my misbehaving puppies, so um, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, Gail, as she said, she came to summer camp and lots of people at the summer camp had these love specs that she was um offering for people to donate uh, money to and it was great a great little gimmick at summer camp but yeah if you've been to a festival around the uk you've probably seen them um and gary you were telling us about your love bug that's in the offering i don't know if that's official or you know new. Yeah, well yeah, what we try to do with we look at um raising money creatively and we're all about connection because we believe that you know there's in the past, when people get to charity, they don't really feel that connection to the cause. They don't really understand what difference they're making. And so we want to make people feel connected to what they're doing. And so with Love Specs, we have this tribe of amazing supporters around the world. Who, by buying Love Specs, are basically helping to change the lives of communities in Malawi. Um, but having a good time and celebrating giving, because you know life, life should be about celebrating giving, because it's an amazing thing to do. So yeah, so we try to be creative and um, we're quite unique as a charity. We're very grassroots as well. Awesome. Well, I look, look forward to hearing more about it all in, uh, in, in Goa. Um, so first I just wanted to talk a little bit about, I guess, how Ashram came about um, and then give you guys a chance to ask some questions about that once we've uh, shared more about that. But one well, other thing really, there's the vision for something and then it's like what actually happens and how it plays out in reality and often other people coming into it um, add more to it than you originally had when at the beginning. So um, Ashram really came about because we do a similar event in the Alps, which is a retreat we run for entrepreneurs and change makers in the mountains of, of the Alps. And there was a, a guy who came to that, Kumaran, and his wife who came from Chennai. And they, um, well, first off, they were, they were freezing, even though it was like 25 degrees, <laughs> even though we we're all there in like our shorts and t-shirts and they're shivering because they're from Chennai and it's like 40 degrees all year round. Um, so that was the first thing was, yeah, they, they loved it, but didn't like the weather so much. And uh, Kumran said, look, I'm loving altitude so much that, you know, we need to have the Happy Start School in India. And he was adamant about that, that this, this would work in India. We didn't see the link personally. We found that a real big shift from what we understood the culture and business landscape to be like in India. But we like an adventure. We loved Kumran and his his vision for that and so we said yes you know let's work it out let's see how this can happen and so that was the really the i guess the the, the flicker of an idea for for launching ashram in 2015 and uh, as Aku mentioned we did that in tamanadu so it's not really on the beaten track so much um it's chennai is more of an in, sort of it um center but we did it on a lovely beach um sort of about an hour or two south of south of uh of chennai and it was incredible we had people come from all around the world we had such a diverse mix of people than we would normally get at our events. Um, it seemed quite random on the surface, the group we brought together, but it just really worked. You know, people with the right intention from different backgrounds, different experiences, different cultures, um, but everyone there to support, everyone there to collaborate and help, everyone there to take a pause. Um, but I think more than anything, it just felt like the openness that we got there was something, you know, we'd not experienced at other events we'd run. Um, and so that was how the first one happened and after we came along to that we'd been in touch a few years ago um, and then I think really got to know each other rather than just through email or, or these calls but uh, getting to know each other as people and that was um, not how we got to know not just Apu but also others others in the community um, so Apu yeah just want to share a bit about that first experience I guess because that led us to doing last year 
Um, yeah, I was, I used to constantly watch the summer camp events in altitude and get really jealous sitting here in India, thinking how far and remote that seemed. Um, and I would follow up online about the activities and the retreat there. So when I heard about them coming to India, I kind of jumped on it. Um, it felt like a big leap uh, into the unknown initially. You know, we weren't quite sure what the week was going to be or what I would gain from that. Um, but like Lauren said, it, it was just amazed to see how much openness there was. And it felt like a vacation, which um, I gave to all of us, gave to ourselves, but at the same time, really digging deep into, into what is important for us. Um, having more meaningful conversations than I had ever expected to have with a bunch of strangers who I didn't know from, from before, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's my big takeaway is how a few days can really change how you look at it and how you open up as well. So um, it's been two years, but I think that's my big memory. I was, like, I was surprised how close we all got. You know, some of them are people I still talk to on a regular basis. So Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's the thing I've found with these events is like, you might, it's a bit like school friends or university friends. You don't see each other for a long time, but then when you do come back in contact, it's like you, you know, it was yesterday. And it feels like that with Ashram and these retreats and the events we do. You've had that shared experience that's otherwise, you know, that you can't take away, I guess. There's a bond that's, that can't be broken. Um, quickly, can you guys see the gallery view or is that just me? Because someone's asking about whether we can switch to that. Can you see all of our faces all at once on the screen? You can. Oh, you're on. You're on mute, girl. Yeah. I'm on speaker view, so I've got us three. Okay, great. Um, um, so yeah, I guess like our learning from that first event was really that um, uh, the unexpected is is something to embrace. Like we put a lot of faith in the process, you know, in terms of like putting faith in the people that came, putting faith that if we put the right experience together and lots of space, like I think that's the leap of faith that we take is we don't fill the schedule with like a program of learning or like speakers that we bring in or workshop leaders that we bring in. I think that's why Ashram and Altitude are very different to our summer camp, which is much more curated. The curation for Ashram is really about the people that come and that's the, that's the work that's to be done. It's like who comes and then once we get the right people there, then we let everything unfold. And so, like you said, Apu, was the stuff that happened, yes, there was lots of um, meaningful conversations and, and great shared experiences and some crazy moments. There was also loads of really practical help that got um, right. over the week. Like people, I remember helping Dawn with her website and um, Jack shared his vision to write a book and then someone else ended up writing their book. <laughs> it was just really, yeah. um, and there's loads of practical sessions that people shared from everything on NVC, I seem to remember Joe shared a session on. Yeah, and even Richard's session on the journey of an entrepreneur, a social entrepreneur, mm. and the different uh, paths you take. You know, that's something which has helped me a lot to see how I'm evolving in my work uh, and my outlook to my work as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, so that, um, I seem to remember at the end of that event, we were like, um, okay, that was loads of fun, crazy. It's not the easiest thing to do to organize an event in India. Um, it definitely adds another layer of, um, let's just say, complexity. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they say India rewards those that go with the flow, don't they? So um, yeah. if you try and fight against it, it's always a challenge. Um, but we, we gave ourselves a month or two after that event 
Um, and, the, and the ripple effects for it were great for us, seeing how much engagement still happened afterwards with people and how many collaborations that happened. Um, but I don't know if we wanted to just do it again for the same reason. And I didn't have a great reason to go back, just to go back for you know, a nice um, week away. And then Apu, um, I seem to remember you said, look, if you're going to come back, you have to come back to Goa. And so that was the reason for us to go back and do it last year was it felt right to try somewhere new, but also to um, have an unfolding part to this story. Like we wouldn't just go somewhere, like we didn't go to India to, you know, crack India. We went to India because we had a really strong link to it. And likewise, we wouldn't go to Goa and do it there because we love the beaches. It's like your story and your, I guess your, the fact you ended up there was, was the reason that we wanted to be part of that story too. I think just bringing us to these amazing locations like the Alps as well, where you can really step away and allow yourself to get that, give yourself that time really helps. You know, I don't think you could do the same thing in a big crowded city. Um, can't imagine doing it in Bombay or Chennai or Bangalore or even, you know, mm. um, and Goa just lends itself to relaxing and good food and activities as well. It, um, it's the easier part, easier version of India is how I look at it. <laughs> so it's a, it's a kind of nice first step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soft landing. Um, tell us how you ended up there. Cause I know you weren't, you weren't born in Goa. I know I'm a, I'm born and raised in Bombay, uh, lived my life, entire life in big cities, went abroad for about 12 years, mostly to the U S San Francisco, New York, came back to Mumbai and I just couldn't handle it. You know, it's just too much, um, going on and couldn't even hear myself think. Uh, so about four years ago, we decided to move ourselves and the business over to Goa just to have a quieter lifestyle, more affordable as well, and just allows us a little bit more time to grow the business. Uh, we still want to be a small business, but um, that is not possible in a big expensive city, as you know. So you guys are close to London. Um, you can't easily run a small business there. Uh, it just forces you to take bigger leaps and bigger risks. It's taking us outside our comfort zone and wasn't just wasn't meeting our purpose, you know, and we found that being in a smaller town uh, gives you more runway as well. So. And did you have um, a link to go? I mean, was there a community that you already were tapped into? Or you, you... Not really. I had a couple of friends who'd moved before us from Mumbai to Goa, um, but we just kind of packed up our bags and just said, let's get out of Mumbai, you know, so, um, and we've been amazed at how Create the community here is. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of sustainable ecological work going on here. A lot of artists create their work as well. Um, a lot of freelancers, so as opposed to larger companies, uh, you get independent folks working on their own schedule. Um, and you'll meet, <clears throat> if you guys come, you'll meet a whole slew of folks who've decided to switch to an alternative career, follow their passion as well, you know. Uh, um, yeah, almost all our friends have done that. So they've been, they've left the advertising world and become writers or open restaurants here or yoga shalas. So yeah, it's inspiring to have that. So there's a, a bunch of crazies from uh, different walks of life who ended up there. Well, yeah. People I mean, who've kind of... I mean, they're crazy to everyone else, not to... to exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a um, Indian version of Brighton. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and warmer. Yeah. <laughs> We've got our own Taj Mahal in Brighton. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's one thing that struck me actually was the community. I mean, I know I've been to Goa before many moons ago, um, more backpacking, and then you've now got the more touristy side of Goa too. But 
I guess seeing the un- the kind of unseen part of Goa in terms of the community that exists, the people that live there year round, and and like the stories of people, like you said, like we got to visit like your friends who run a permaculture farm and people who set up different businesses, and just their story getting there was as interesting as what they were doing. So, yeah, exactly. And I think if you're surrounded by that kind of uh, environment, in that kind of environment and those kind of people, um, it allows you to step back and look at your own life choices as well. You know, it gives you a little bit more uh, faith and confidence in your decisions, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually what a big thing of which I get from Ashram as well. You can get lonely running a, a social enterprise on your own, um, but seeing folks who are taking similar leaps in their lives helps a lot. It's given me a lot of courage. Um, after every happy startup event, I've come back and made some big changes um, on things which I know I needed to do, but just didn't feel like I had the courage to do it. So it just felt like an awakening to say, I don't have to wait. You know, what's the worst that can happen? I might have to retry a new strategy. So, yeah. In, in fact, even the move to go out, we first moved just ourselves, but it was after attending um, Ashram in Chennai that we decided to actually pack up completely from Mumbai um, and sell our house there and then move over. We moved our business, operations, warehousing, uh, moved with a new bunch of people as well. So, yeah. yeah people do say our events should come with a health warning, or not health warning, but a warning. <laughs> be, careful, be careful what you wish for. Uh, and yeah, we find this too, like all the events we do, I think it's just having that space where, you know, we're all busy people and every time, if you're running something or leading something, um, I think we don't get enough time just to take a pause and to get that bird's eye view on what we're doing. And so even myself and Carlos, who run the Happy Startup School and run these events, we are as much part of them as anything else. And we always get, you know, so much more clarity from just getting that time away from, you know, distractions of day-to-day business, but also just email and, you know, all the things that... um, take our attention away, children, dogs, whatever it might be. Um, okay, well, I'm keen to bring you in now. Um, just, um, I guess we met at summer camp and I know you, um, you tend to travel around a lot with the work that you do. So I was curious to know, like, what was it about, I guess, A, what brought you to summer camp, but then also what led you to think about joining us in, on this journey in, in, in India? Um, okay, so I had been kind of stalking summer camp for a while on social media uh, because I really liked the emphasis that you placed on success not necessarily being about your financial goals or the money that you're bringing in. Success is really about happiness and being happy in your business and whether that's a small business or a big business. <laughs> that's 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 the heart of success you know getting up in the morning and being excited about creating I think that was the the vibe that I very much picked up before I met all you guys so then when the um, opportunity came to come to summer camp I thought well you know to have all these people coming into the same space with quite a line sharing the same ethos some magic stuff could really start to happen so I to come along didn't know anybody hadn't really had much contact with you before um got some great value from all of your emails that you send out and your your free kind of um course that, that you do um and yeah so I arrived really nervously on my own didn't know anyone at all I was in a tent with three other ladies it was a little bit nippy as well so we had to huddle up together <laughs> so that was a great way to make friends but um you know I think it was great because 
everyone was very open to, um, like you say, the possibilities of what could happen when you bring all of these aligned people together within, you know, five minutes of arriving, I'd start talking to people, making friends, swapping ideas, sharing business stories. And yeah, just feeling like more creative than I do in my regular nine to five. And then I think the, the mix of um, speakers, inspiring speakers, and you had some really um, fabulous entrepreneurs sharing their stories. You know, I, I think I can remember, I can't remember the name of the guy who has the cider making. Um, oh, Steve. So yeah, so Steve was just so brutally honest about sharing his wins, his challenges and his, um, his journey. I'd never been to a business, anyone presenting anything on the business before, he was so honest. And everyone really could relate to it, even though my business had nothing to do with making cider, I could so relate to what he was saying and the humour that he put into the fact, uh, you know, he had a few fails and how, you know, he just learned and grown from that experience. I absolutely loved it. And, you know, the whole room was in stitches. Um, <laughs> and afterwards, everyone kind of felt like, well, you know, I can kind of reveal those embarrassing failures that I've had as well, because this is an open space to do that. So I just, I just thought you know I've been to loads of marketing events loads of seminars um, I've been on big business courses I've invested lots of money in business uh, mentoring and coaching but that weekend was just something a little bit special so I am um, I loved it and did you get to try the cider we had uh, Steve make some cider that afternoon yeah I tried a bit of the cider um, and I liked all the different breakout areas so there was lots of different things that you could do and I think also that one of the reasons why I'm attracted to come to Ashram is that I think business isn't just about business. It's not just about learning, you know, this latest strategy or reading this particular book. It's actually about giving yourself the space to absorb information and be inspired by other people and to creatively look at things. And sometimes when we feel under pressure, you know, to, to know everything and go to all these seminars and take on board all these tips that we're being given, you don't have the space to actually assimilate what that means for your own business. So I'm hoping when I go to Goa, that I'll be inspired by the people, the country, the food, the weather, uh, the scenery, all of those things, because I know when I invest in myself, I'm going to give myself space. That's when the best ideas come out of my business. So that's kind of a roll on really from the, from the summer camp. Right. Brilliant. Um, I think you tapped into that really. I think specifically with these events is um, for people who are maybe more experienced and someone is starting out really, really early, then there's no, there is no silver bullet. I think, you know, we can, we can all stand up and do clever talks about, you know, what we've done and why it worked or why it didn't work um, or bring up a fancy tool or framework. Um, but I think for the sort of change that people are trying to bring about or the clarity that you need, you know, those answers are within you anyway. It's just having that space for it to come out. Um, so through the conversations, through hearing other people's stories, um, and we're always really conscious of it's someone's story, right? It's not, it's not going to work for you necessarily. It's just their way of doing something, but you can get something from it. Um, I think that's really important as you listen to all these different perspectives and then you, you go back thinking, okay, what can I take from each of those that will help me on my, my journey? I think, I think the, the, the other thing was there's a lot of creative energy at a startup summer camp. 
And I think, you know, when you start a business, in essence, you are creating, you know, you are the creator of, you know, where that business goes, the direction it, it, it develops in. And so, you know, we kind of rush to get all these like procedures and systems and processes in place. But actually what you need to start off with is that intention, that belief, that vision, that goal, that creativity. And you, you kind of need to be in an inspiring environment, I think. Yeah. There. Um, so getting away from your office and all the stuff that you've got to do at home and just escaping that will give you that ability to really tune in and think you know is this is this the direction I want to go in whether you're starting your business or expanding your business or all of these things I don't, I don't think you can make those big decisions unless you really give yourself space and you also invest in yourself because we invest a lot in our businesses and like equipment this that and the other blah 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 but, but you don't always invest in yourself and, and as an entrepreneur you are the power behind what you're doing. So really, you should be, be you should invest in yourself more than anything else. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, there's someone at Altitude who said something like, uh, was it Jerome? It's like, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no professional development without personal development. You know, the two go hand in hand, right? You can't separate the two. Um, actually, one of the interesting challenges we faced, Apu, is challenge, uh, you know, we, we want to bring in um, as many local entrepreneurs as we can from India because we don't just want to be a bunch of Westerners coming over to India and having a great week. We want it to be something that impacts okay. the country we're in. Um, and it's interesting how like lots of people in India are very spiritual and they're also very driven to achieve things in business and in, in their careers, but don't always sort of bring those two things together. So like when I'm having conversations with people, they want to find out what am I going to learn there? Who's going to help me? How can I sell my, you know, my product or service to these people? Um, but, don't really see that connection between like who they are and, and what it is that they might create. And yeah, I find those two are absolutely opposite things for most people here, you know, just connecting what you do with work, with uh, being a part of your life and uh, who you are. Um, isn't that obvious here? So even last year we had two uh, young Indian guys come in, uh, they're early on in their career you know and they couldn't even really grasp that you can have work which is built on purpose you don't just have to follow up a regular job or run a family business so um, it is changing quite quite off quite fast here um, I think maybe I'm surrounded by more folks in Goa than I would be in Mumbai mm -hmm. uh, but it feels like there's a lot yeah that's why these conversations are important for me it feels like there's a lot of expectation from, you know, family and from society in general in India that um, people have to adhere to. Is that, is that fair? It is. I think um, it's a big struggle for me as well, you know, just switching careers. Um, I didn't come from a very affluent family. So parents had paid a lot of money to send me to college abroad and wanted to do justice to that. Um, not give them a sense of letting them down that, oh, I don't have a traditional successful career but I'm actually focusing on running a smaller business and a bigger one. Um, it's not intuitive for most folks who are trying to, to get established here. So. Mm. Um, but that's my point of view. It's a big country. Uh, lots of different socioeconomic uh, status here as well. So maybe the conversations are different if you're already established. Yeah. I guess what... Well, um what we've learned in certain UK and I know in lots of Western countries is, you know, we've been through this journey. We've been through this journey to, you know, 
what, ha what happens when money is the measure of success you look at the financial crisis and everything's happened in the last 10 years and it doesn't it doesn't make for a happy ending so i guess um yeah. my hope is that we can help in some small way to accelerate some of that learning and say look We've, we've done it that way. And I remember, like, Apu, I don't know if you remember the conference we went to in Chennai with, when Jack stood up, a friend of ours was a founder, and he said, look, you know, we've, there's no need to be up here in your suits trying to be the big man. You know, we've done 20 years of this stuff, and it's, it doesn't mean anything. You know, what means something is the impact and the, the, the personal growth and, the, and the, the, I suppose, the social impact of what we're doing, not, you know, how big is the bank balance or how clever do we look when we stand in front of people. <clears throat> Um, in terms of, um, uh, Gail, I was trying to think about like what it is. Do you have a specific goal or outcome that you're looking for from the week? Because uh, some people come really open-minded about like, I just, it feels right. I need space. I need this in my, for my own well-being. Um, but some other people are like, I won't do this thing unless I come to Ashram. So it could be a, a launch pad for something. So do you have a specific thing in mind or are you just quite open-minded about what might come from it? to learn from the experience just being around different people and share ideas get confidence give other people confidence as well because that's something that I like to do from my experience if there's anything I can share to help other people um, and I do believe that to stand out as a business you need to be creative so being around people that are using different creative platforms that I might not be using in my business that I just don't know about or Maybe I've got a block about the technology. So I'm just coming really open in an open way. Um, I really cannot wait to come to Goa and experience India. Absolutely been on my, it was on my vision board that I did for 2017. I had Goa in big letters. Mm -hmm. so that was another thing when I saw, obviously I met you, Lawrence, had a really good connection with you. And then Goa came up. I was like, oh, <laughs> I happened to have this week free in February. And I think it's just long enough to, um, you know, make it accessible to come because I've got three kids. So, you know, I've got to arrange things while I'm away. It's, 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 it's short enough to be able to, um, you know, kind of leave your business behind or leave your commitments behind. But it's also long enough to be able to really get to know people properly. Like as a weekend or a day is never going to be enough, isn't it? So make some friends as well, I think. Would be yeah, um, great stuff. I think, this one, I think you said one thing, which I, I guess is like, one of the reasons these events work and what people always ask, like what kind of person do you look for? What's the criteria, you know, about who comes? Um, I think more than anything, contribution is the number one thing. I think just someone who's willing to come like you and, and just, and give without necessarily expecting that back in return, but always they get tenfold, you know, in return, but that willingness to just help other people. I think sometimes we can all be wrapped up in our own heads a bit too much. And if you're just focused on, your problem then you just you know a you just can't see the wood from the trees but also you know you're missing a trick to, to kind of guide someone in the right direction and every time i've seen someone who themselves needs clarity and this happened at altitude app we didn't I seem to remember it very vividly it, we did like a little sharing circle at the beginning and got people to offer their talents and gifts and ask for help and almost everything that everyone was um, good at was the thing they needed themselves right it's like oh i'm really struggling with you know clarity and focus at the moment but if anyone else needs anything around clarity and focus then I'm, <laughs> I'm <all in. laughs> um and it's just it's so true like someone said we can't see the label when you're in the bottle you know you're so close to something um but yeah i think that's what what we look for in people who come is um 
are you able to help and contribute? And it, you know, that could be a big thing like running a session or offering an activity or giving a talk about your life story, or it could be as simple as just, I'm a great listener and you know, my role is sitting here and, and being a sounding board and just, you know, a place to share your hopes and fears and dreams about what you want to create in, in the world. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's the most important thing. And then hopefully through that, you get loads of help um, from other people. Um, I also think just to add to that, Lawrence, it's also that I find the advice or the words that you're using to help somebody else out are the ones which relate to you the most mm-hmm. and you find answers in that. Um, guys is on the call. Guys is a, he came to last year's ashram. He's a, wonderful Dutch man who works in Bangladesh. He's the guy who's asking for the SMFTs. Uh, <laughs> it's an end um, joke. <laughs> yeah. And we had such an amazing breakthrough, both of us did, I think mutually, at two in the morning, drinking sangria at the bar. <laughs> and we were actually talking about how he's uh, trying to overcome some of his challenges of balancing his business with financial needs as well and consulting to fill that financial gap yeah and i learned so much about what i was staying away from um in my own work you know and oops sorry um the advice which i was trying to share with him was actually the most relevant to me as well and i took that away as one of my big learnings from last year you know because it's easier to be to fool yourself that you don't have the answers. Um, and it's also easier to solve it for somebody else. So, mm. But if you can just listen to yourself, it, there's so much that we already know, but just scared to do it. So Yeah, exactly. There's that inner wisdom that we have that we don't think we have. <laughs> it suddenly comes out when you see someone else's uh, challenges. Um, I'm going to promote guys to the panelists. I'm just going to work out how to do that now. Um, you can explain more about the SM, whatever it is. Uh, you want me to put it? Uh, here we go. Hopefully, you should join us now. Um, here we go. Hello, guys. Oh, you're on mute. Where are we? I need to put you. Yeah. There you go. Hey, guys. Good to see you. <laughs> How are you? Good. Yeah. Good. I, uh, I needed that reminder from Apu. I'm happy I joined. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Gail, yeah, I don't know if you met um, guys at summer camp, did you? Yeah. yeah. I awesome. came to your workshop. I know, and we, had, we spent some time afterwards too. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, sad that we won't see you this time around, guys, but um, how's, how's everything with you? Good. Um, yeah, like I, I think up, what Apu was saying, like that was the big moment for me in, uh, <laughs> in ISCOM last year. Like, uh, 2.30 in the middle of the night, um, talking about how to manage funding the business with consultancy work. Which um, is what you normally talk about at 2.30 in the morning, right? All of us do Right, that, so. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, think, yeah, a lot of the best uh, conversations are the most random at random times on ra- in random places, whether it's on the bus or you know, wherever it might be. Yeah, yeah. So, sometimes you just need someone else to say what you already know in different words and uh, it all becomes clear (laughs) so I think I learned a lot from guys last year and it's a good example of um, 
not knowing what you're going to get with someone like you know we clicked when we had a call together and you came along and then just were you know at the heart of everything and for example you did a session on being an introvert entrepreneur you know a lot of people who start businesses particularly ones that are more purpose-driven tend to be more introvert and so someone might look at you and you're quite vivacious and you know a lot of character you might say well you're clearly an extrovert and you're like no no i'm i'm an introvert because i get my energy from you know from time on my own so that some of the sessions can be too much if we just did group sessions all the time so i think that's why we think it's really important with stuff like ashram to have that downtime if and you know you probably found this too at summer camp gale is like unless you know your limits you can suddenly get like on a roller coaster and you you come off after the experience so we, we try to as much as possible encourage people to take time out if they're feeling overwhelmed with some of that you're going to get so inspired right so much knowledge and, and inspiration comes your way so um yeah it's interesting how that played out in this round yeah i was i was impressed by the the first day in ashram and how well it actually uh worked i remember us going for the walk along the beach up to the hill to uh to watch the sunset uh, and after two hours, everyone had one-on-one -on -one conversations with everyone. Everyone knew what everyone was doing, uh, and all the introductions were uh, were done. Uh, and and we already started having real conversations about what was happening, what everyone was uh, struggling with, um, in a very yeah easy easy way. Everyone slid into the uh, week. Yeah, great stuff. Um, so quickly, if people have questions, I'm conscious of time. We said we'd be wrapping up by 1.45 UK time, um, quarter to the hour. Um, please do post questions onto the Q&A uh, toolbar if you click on that and post them there. <coughs> um, we do have one question from an anonymous viewer, some mysterious uh, person out there who's asked, when you first arrived at the airport in India, what was your first thought? <laughs> I don't know if this is about India, generally or or there so i guess this is probably one for you um guys but you live in bangladesh right so maybe it wasn't such a huge shift to come to india no like yeah that's a, the first time i arrived in an airport in india was uh, <laughs> 10 years ago um it was quite a culture shock <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah going going to goa now was uh goa is pretty laid back um so it's not a, yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that shocking. It's, it's made for tourists. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're asking particularly about Ashram. So I guess in terms of like your, yeah, what was your, your mind before you arrived there? You didn't really know anyone, you know, like Gail at summer camp. So I guess it's a, you put trust in us and trust in the process. That's something good for you. Yeah, I think we were all in touch. Uh, before over WhatsApp. So uh, I met uh, Rick and Han the evening before the program actually started, uh, which is as an introvert, it's nice to just have two people you know before uh, everyone else joins the free. Um, so yeah, it, so go with an open mind. Like I didn't know what to expect. Um, just like uh, Apple was talking about feeling alone sometimes in, uh, in starting up going through uh, struggles that, that no one else was going through um, and needing people to talk to. Uh, I came and I was very pleasantly surprised. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
And I guess any advice for a girl, given that she's, you know, know she's she's not new to these events, but like new, you know, just having been through Ashram, like any tips for her to make most of it? Uh Is there anything you would do differently knowing what you know now? Have less strawberry daiquiris, maybe. (laughs) No more, maybe. More More, start earlier in the week. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think the program was uh, really well. Like it, it eases you into getting to know people, like having the small groups of people to check in with, to see if you're feeling okay, if you're getting out of the week, what you need um, was very helpful. Um, and I generally think that the selection of people was done really well. Everyone had uh, something to offer. Everyone came with different uh, questions, different experiences. Um, and it worked really well in the group. And I think if you, yeah, I, I came back with answers to questions I didn't know I had. <laughs> um, <coughs> and hopefully the ones so, you did yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we yeah. touched on a couple of things. One is like, we tried to connect people beforehand through a WhatsApp group. It's a really simple thing to do, but it really, I think, helps to build some community before we meet up. So getting people to share a little bit about their a journey this only happens a week before we don't do it way before but just a little bit about like where they are and get people excited about this experience and, and you know people are traveling from around the world right so um you know so and so in australia might be leaving way before you know after we live around the corner um so yeah feeling part of that that journey um and also like you said the buddy groups you know splitting people into smaller groups really helped to have daily check-ins with people and to make sure everyone was on the right path and and also for the quieter people in the group to make sure they had a voice outside of the, the media kind of group. Um, okay, great. And someone else has asked, fast forward to the last day, what were you thinking then, guys? So what was, uh, what was your thoughts, if you can remember? Uh, um, I, 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 a mix between being uh, very happy for the whole week and being very sad to have to go. Um, excited to change things um but also sad to have like the the distance uh again between uh yeah the whole group actually um yeah i don't know if that makes sense but <laughs> i guess you've had a happy too like in terms of you've had a few of these um retreats that we've done now do you have that same feeling of like loss or um yeah, because it's lost really. Like you've had this, you've had this connection with people for such a short period of time. But it feels like a long time. Yeah, I think so. I think every event you just kind of open up your heart and mind to new folks. You don't expect to do that. But at the end of the week, I, I remember being quite emotional um, leaving. You know, uh, and people are from different parts of the world. I might not potentially might not see some of them ever again. Um, but there's always still a connection, you know, like, I don't know if I'm going to go to Australia or Israel or Brazil um, and meet some of the f- friends that I have there. So I know I can pick up the phone and just have a chat, but it is a bit of, it is bittersweet to end the week um, and knowing that you're going to different parts of the world. Yeah. Um, well, Gary had a long goodbye at summer camp, didn't he? It was like, <laughs> I've never seen so much hugging in my life um, on the Sunday at summer camp. There's like 150 people saying goodbye, um, which is a bit crazy. So yeah, luckily, Ashram's a bit smaller in that respect. Um, but yeah, we had the same thing. Like we did an event in the US in October and 
yeah, the feeling from a lot of people there was just, wow, you've, I think for people, particularly for people who don't have that sort of connection locally, like a community or a, a support system around them, it can feel more of a loss to lose it because once you've had it, you didn't know you needed it so much. And so I think that's, um, but I guess our hope is that people then try and find that, you know, because you know the importance of it, authentic connection and community. So whether that's as part of our community or there's, there's people that they can connect with locally and have those conversations. But um, yeah, the nice thing is people tend to come back. So like, you know, summer camp was a nice mini Ashram reunion and people who came to up to the other events we do. And so that's the nice thing is there's, there's experiences we do which are much bigger and give people more of an opportunity to join um, without such a big outlay of time and, and money so um but yeah we just love following people's stories afterwards and that's been great since last year is, is feeling part of people's journey and again gail if you help someone this year seeing that they go off and flourish and that you feel part of that in some small ways a lovely thing um so quickly we've got a couple of more minutes if everyone's cool just want to dive into some more questions we've got um where are we when do Okay, so um, guys, this is a question. Saying, when you talk to people about ashram, how do you, how do you describe it? And, and can I add a, a kind of in brackets without sounding like you're a mad business hippie? <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about this for like, uh, how long is it? More than a year now. Uh, trying to describe it to people, uh, colleagues, friends, family, um, I don't think I've ever come close to anything that the actual experience was. Um, like I think the best I've done is that it's a combination between a holiday, a business retreat, a personal development uh, week. Um, it's a yeah, it's a combination of all of these things. Um, but it's yeah, good luck trying to. Uh, describe it to someone else if you uh <laughs> if you need to do that um it's not just us then <laughs> no yeah no it's worth it and um i think for people that uh that want to go um and that are considering it um like if you if you feel that you need the clarity or uh you feel alone in uh running your company or your organization um, and, and you need people to talk to, like, go. Uh, who cares about how you have to describe it to other people? <laughs> well, hopefully some of the best things in life are hard to put in a, you know, in a pigeonhole. So um, there's a guy who came to the uh, US event we did and he, he had different names for it for different people. So if it was his wife, he was trying to justify it as a leadership retreat. It was, you know, his co-founder, it was uh, you know, strategic coaching, you know, it just happens to be in the mountains or in, in Goa or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's like picking the right argument for who you're trying to get approval from. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think with a lot of these things, we're, we're sort of trying to pioneer and, and, you know, experiment with new ways of gathering and networking and knowledge sharing. And that involves shaking up people's thinking about how these things normally work. Is it comfort? Is it this? Is it that? And it's kind of all of those things, but none of them. So um, I guess maybe that's a good thing. I don't know if you know how uh, Ted and Josh described it to uh, to Vox because they made their boss pay for it. Um, no. So they probably had the right arguments. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two people came last year, they had their company pay for it from the US. Um, I think that their, their boss would seem to be very open-minded and very uh, you know, forward-thinking, let's say. 
because um, I, th- I don't think you can sell this stuff. It needs to feel right. It needs to feel, you know, we can't educate people about a new way of doing stuff. It needs to, if, if you're coming there with a che- checklist of things you need, you know, to deliver on, then it's not going to work. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've tried to summarize it in <clears throat> for myself as just saying it's one of the best gifts I've given to myself. You know, I started four events ago and it's something which is, which continues to pay off. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit of everything, but it just, it's for me in the end and it's for the kind of life I want to live as well. So. Yeah, for me, it feels like, um, you know, you have a car service every year. It feels like this is what I need to, yeah. you know, okay. to go and having a yearly annual service uh, where you have a reboot almost personally, but also then it's, it's, it's much more productive than that as well. You know, it's much more, um, yeah. I found sometimes the best thing you can do when you're really busy is to walk away from it and, and come back to it with clean, clean view. Okay, I'm conscious of people's time, so I really appreciate you guys, uh, all of you joining us and guys joining us uh, impromptu uh, chat. Um, Carol, thanks a million for your time and attention, and we look forward to chatting more in Goa and seeing what comes of that. Um, if anyone has any more questions about Goa, um, yeah, you can contact us directly. Hello at happystartups.co, and we can try as best to answer your questions. If you've got even an inkling about whether you want to come, just, just hit the application form on the website which is ashram-india.com. And um, yeah, we'll be in touch. We can set up a call for those on the shortlist and give you a chance to share more about what you want to achieve. And hopefully this will be something that's interesting for you. Um, we have about five spaces left. We have a lot more people to talk to, but equally there's always great room, uh, room for great people. So um, yeah, please do, please do get in touch. Um, we've had a few people book on the last few days. One of them is a, one of my favorite people in the whole world. I don't even know who's listening. In which case, I'll, I'll shut up and stop uh, digging them up. Shamash Aladina, who set up an initiative called the Museum of Happiness. He actually pitched the idea for it at summer camp three years ago. Um, so his background is in mindfulness. He wrote Mindfulness for Dummies, and he's um, great in that field. But he, he had this idea for, like, wouldn't it be great if you could walk into any city and, and learn about mind, uh, happiness? And there's a museum that told you to do it. And so he's ended up creating that in London and had uh, all sorts of business, uh, sorry, all sorts of... Uh, journalists and TV companies come and film it. And so it's been a great success. Anyway, he's coming along. And so I'm sure, um, hopefully he'll be running some mindfulness sessions every day for us. That'd be great. Cause he suddenly got me into it and made it really accessible and fun not to woo woo. <laughs> okay, all right. Thanks everyone. And um, yeah, have a great week. Thank you guys. Cheers, guys. Nice to see you guys. Bye-bye. See you later. Have fun.